Today and every day, Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Lawmakers who oppose abortion are attacking Planned Parenthood, which means affordable, high-quality, basic health care for more than 2 million people is at stake. The right to control your body and get the health care everyone needs has been stolen. And now politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills that would block people from getting the sexual and reproductive care they need. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves health care. It's a human right. And that's why they fight every day to push for common sense policies that protect your right to control your own body and against policies that interfere with decisions between patients and their doctors. Planned Parenthood needs your support now. Now more than ever. With supporters like you, you can help reclaim your rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org future. That's PlannedParenthood.org future. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAIP-owned brands right now like Cardin, Kaja, Emilia George, and hey, Meve, plus you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. You date me a podcast where me, Nicole Byron, tries to figure out how I'm still a single. <laughs> Even though you could open every LaCroix in my refrigerator, fill it with cum, put it back in, uh, seal the top, and say, hey, 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 that's the new flavor. My guest today. <laughs> <laughs> what did that come from? <laughs> um, I feel insane today. <laughs> My guest is an actor, filmmaker, musician, your local trans boy and West Hollywood. It's Carter Ray. What's up? Carter, thank you so much for doing this. Oh my gosh. How are you? I'm so excited to be here. I've been looking forward to this since we spoke about it. Truly, the yes. longest the time. The longest time. <laughs> <laughs> like what's even happened between then? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> scheduling has been a fucking bitch. It's uh, yeah. just wild. You know, 2020. 20, wait, 2020, 2020, what year is where this? Where are we? <laughs> oh my God, we're in 2021. Life is hard. Wait, yeah. when did, I met you so long. Oh wait, I met you earlier met this Gigi's, year. Yeah, at Gigi's yes. party. Yeah. Yeah, where I knocked down, she had the a Barbie display Barbie. case. <laughs> and uh, got photos of that. Yes. <laughs> Well, there was an open bar. So uh, what, what were they? What were they thinking? Like, I don't know. A gal, she's got a drink, you know. <laughs> Have a nice time. Um, so, when did you get into like filmmaking? Because I watched your short. I had it. Oh, cool! Fuck, what you. is the name of it? The change up. The change up. Um, yeah. 
when did you shoot that? I shot that um, literally right before the pandemic, uh, like really like our shutdown first happened. So literally in 2019, like the very end of 2019, um, leading mm-hmm. into 2020, um, shot it. And then like I had that, I we can go into that too, but I had that going on for like five years. I was in process with getting it started because I that was my first thing I've ever made. Um, mm-hmm. My first film I've ever done. So I... It was like my baby. <laughs> um, so mm-hmm. I really like was super excited. I was like, man, I'm finally getting this finished. Um, I had a really big motivation to get it done at the time for a specific purpose. And uh, then the shutdown happened. And of course, I'm like, shit, like I just filmed this whole thing that I spent mm-hmm. all, you know, all this money on. And that is like my passion project that I just want people to see. And now the shutdown happened. And then I was just like stuck with it for a while. And I was like, you know what, we'll, we'll put this into festivals and see how it does. And it did really well. And it, I'm really proud of it. And I kind of was able to use, you know, the power of um, uh, social media and able to kind of have people share it and then kind of get the viewings from there. So it, mm-hmm. that was really exciting to see too. Just like, you know, I'll just use my network versus like putting it into like these big sh- like festival shows. I mean, it, it ended up going to festivals, but they were more mainly virtual at the time, mm-hmm. which was kind of a bummer because you want to like actually go in person and see it for the first time on the big screen and and everything. And I wasn't really able to do that um, until later on. And then finally, after like it's been in all these festivals, I was able to finally see it on the big screen. So I yeah. love that. So did you you directed that you wrote and directed this? I wrote it. I um, helped produ- produce it with my producer who's mm-hmm. amazing. Her name's Rachel. Her, um, well, actually, geez, her last name's changed. She got married. Um, <laughs> she uh, She's a really good friend of mine, and she was with me through the whole process. Um, her and I put it together, and then, yeah, I acted in it as well. Uh, my friend Jordan helped. Uh, she actually directed it. So oh, it okay. was, um, yeah, I needed a director at the time because it was my first film I ever done. Um, and I kind of wanted, you know, sometimes when you have a vision for something, you're so like, you have this tunnel vision, you only see one way. But then I realized when I was moving along in the process that bringing in a director who was going to actually like see me and help focus on my character and my scene and like everything, I can really then look outside of that. At first I was like, I don't want to hear anyone's opinions on what their input is on my (laughs) film because it's my shit, Mm -hmm. you know, it's my baby. But then I realized like, oh my God, like that makes more sense. And I didn't even think about that because I was so like locked in on something and it actually really Mm -hmm. helped elevate the film and I felt like I'm really glad I brought Jordan on to help me um just because she really helped see outside of those those uh that vision so yeah I mean I feel you on that I just shot uh, a special for Netflix I can't wait for it to come out I don't know I don't have an air date but I'm very excited (laughs) but I had like a little bit of tunnel vision where I was like no this is what's happening Mm -hmm. no that's what's happening um and like the things I stuck to my guns about I was like okay those did turn out good and like nobody had to say Nicole I told you so but like it is a give and take you have to like also go with your gut you're like no like this is I'm not willing to let this part of it go because Mm -hmm. that just doesn't make sense like I there was people along the way along the process you know because you get so excited about your stories and you're just like sharing them and you like want people to like hear what you're doing and people want to hear what you know you want to hear what other people are doing too and then you kind of like well what about this and like honestly like you have to take things with a grain of salt. Like sometimes people might not have the best interest of the story and that's okay. You could just like be like, Oh, you know, like didn't think about that. Like, let me marinate on it. And then you can, you know, you can pick what you want to do. And so I think that those are things like you have to stick with like your main things that you really want, your main points you want to get across the main things you want to keep within the show or within the story Mm -hmm. and the things that you're not willing to let go of, but also you can maybe, okay. Yeah. That actually, that makes sense though. And like, you know, you could, yeah, you know, you have to pick that and exactly go with your instinct on it for sure. Yeah, you gotta fucking choose you your gotta dang do battles. It. Yep, exactly. Yeah, there's a couple of things where I was just like, uh huh. Yeah. Yes, I will do yep. this. And there's a couple of things where I think nah. they were like, 
fine. We will let her do this, you know and what? we won't bump we're up winning, against it. We're not winning this battle against Nicole. <laughs> She's gonna. <laughs> yeah. Well, one of my battles was like. I wanted a leopard print carpet and then I was wearing leopard print shoes and everyone oh, was like, they're just going to bleed go. into each other. Right, That's right. A, We need a little bit of contrast. And then I'm the leopard. Uh, no, no, I am. I am. I'm a leopard. Yeah. I'm a leopard princess, bitch. Get over it. I, uh, <laughs> I wore two different shoes for the, for the like uh, camera test. Oh my and gosh. then everyone was like the leopard print shoes pop. And I was like, yes, yes. Because I know what I'm doing. My stylist knows what he's doing. Marco Monroe, shout oh out to God, him. He's love. so fucking incredible. I love him love so that. much. Love that. Uh, as a trans person, yeah. as a trans mom. Oh my God, you're outing uh, me. <laughs> imagine I whoa, did that. Geez. That would be so rude. <laughs> it's not like and then I didn't them. edit it out. <laughs> I'm like, hey, I'm going to have to cut that out. And then it like, airs. I'm like, yo. Like. <laughs> it would be so fucked. Uh, but was that yeah. like so that's what your short is about so yeah I mean I really I mean to be honest like I, I started writing this, this short film five years ago um, I wrote it I was in a really toxic um, marriage uh, and I put my acting on on hold for a very long time and um, my life kind of became consumed around somebody and I think that relationship that I had um was at the time I was as a trans person, you know, society is like, well, who do you date? Like who dates trans mm -hmm. people? And that to me coming from a very conservative background that I had mm -hmm. um, really scared me. And I think too, in media, um, the only trans people <clears throat> or trans storylines I saw um, was, uh, you know, Boys Don't Cry, mm -hmm. which if you haven't seen it, uh, you know, it shows a, a trans man being, you know, uh, getting assaulted and, you know, having a really rough life and it's a really, uh, you know, getting raped. And that to me was almost tr in a way tr traumatizing because it's like, oh my gosh, yeah. like, is that my life? If I choose, yes. you know, if I, if I go through with my, with my heart and I do what I feel is going to make me feel best, am I going to live a life of sadness and all like all these things? And, and so mm -hmm. after my <clears throat> transition went on, I started to love myself more and more. Um, I, I realized like, oh my God, like I want to make a difference for young kids, you know, to, or, or anyone, honestly, anyone to see that like you can have success and you can have love. And, you know, for me, it was really important to write a story about that. And I held off this film for a, a long time because of the relationship I was in. And I just had no, I was consumed at the time. And I really put my career on the back burner. <clears throat> when we ended up uh, getting divorced, I, I was like, you know what? I have to make this film. Mm -hmm. at the time too it was like I kind of had that feeling of like is anyone going to truly accept me like is this am I going to be treated well am I going to you know on all these things and I actually was like I have to do it I have to because I know it might not be now but I know I will find that person and I know like I want to showcase that like that is possible because as trans people we are valued and we're loved and I, I ended up doing the film and it did really well and I was so happy with it and it actually was a really big healing process for me um, and yeah you know the story is about you know, young, uh, you know, guy coaching softball meets a girl, really vibes with her. And, you know, she she mm -hmm. she thinks he's being sketchy and he's like either at the bar and he's, you know, he's like talking to this other girl who actually just knows him from his past. And he gets scared that, you know, she's going to be outed. It's, it's a really cool. And then you find out later on about like self-love and self-acceptance. Self mm -hmm. And I, I just wanted to display that without being... Um, I think in media right now, something like that bothers me so much is like the the coming out story and the sad story and like trans people are just like sad and like depressed and, you know, confused. Yeah. I'm like, I want to show 
fucking trans women in positions of power. I want to show mm -hmm. trans men just being fucking badasses. Like those are the things I want to do. And you know, that's, I think right now the frustration with uh, acting as a trans actor, right? Like for me, like, okay, so me and my manager, like, do we, do we promote, do we like advertise that I'm a trans actor? Like, no, like I'm a fucking actor. Like put me, mm -hmm. put me, but, but then of course what happens is then I go in as just, you know, I have the role comes in for just like your, your like heartthrob, you know, motorcycle gang boy, whatever. And then like, I go out for it and they're like, dude, this dude, this dude can act, this dude can do it. Then they go to look you up on social media and they're like, oh shit, wait yeah. a second. Fuck. Um, he's trans. I'm like, listen, like. It is I, a it, weird it, thing yeah. where it doesn't fucking matter, matter. Right. But then people make it matter. It is such a bizarre thing. It's so weird. I think because also too, like castings, like no, like you know, you, they have the hot show going on. They want like the guys that you know the girls are gonna like fangirl over. But I'm like, they will still fangirl over trans men. Trust me. Like they, yeah. it's not like it. It's almost like let's not make it a thing because it's just a normal fucking thing. Like if whatever, like you know. Yeah, I think it's just a lot of people have their own biases and their own inherent thoughts that they're like, oh no, that's all people are going to talk about. That's all people are going to think, think about, about but when it's they like, see this character. They won't see the actual character yeah, for them. I'm like, if I watch something and I know the person's trans, I don't ever think, I'm, right. I'm not, it's not in the forefront yeah. of my mind. People are it's just not fucking in the forefront weird. of a lot of people's <laughs> minds. It is such a strange thing that we think about people's like, sexual orientation or whatever their gender whatever. identity is. But yeah. like when it's acting, I don't like when it's anything, acting, honestly, I don't literally. fucking care. Exactly. Exactly. It's just like, I just want to change that. And I want to, you know, in, in hopes, you know, make someone who, how I, how, who used to feel the way I used to, you know, when I, I grew up in a very conservative Christian home and mm -hmm. that was very difficult for my family and, it, it, you know, it's like it, it's like because they didn't have the resources, you know, I think I was in a very small town. So everyone knew who I was. Everyone knew my mom. My dad's, you know, um, the leader of Bible study at the one of the biggest churches in the town. And my mom's, a, you know, a teacher in the school district. So everyone knew mm -hmm. my family. And it was just like my, my mom didn't have any idea what it, that meant. You know, when I came out as trans, my mom was like, so you just like you like want to like like be a butch lesbian and have a dick and i'm like no that is whoa Wait, did your no. mother say that out loud literally yes she did out loud i mean let me i'll put it on record my my mother now oh my god it's crazy uh -huh. and it, it, this is important because like my mom seeing her from where she was when i first came out and the 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 ignorance and the lack of education on what that meant and like the unawareness just like is so different now like my mm -hmm. mother now is like the most supportive person she absolutely loves me fully like i don't remember the last time she's ever called me that you know um my dead name i don't even like to say dead name to be honest but my you know previous name i guess mm -hmm. just like she adores my fiance and like they just have an incredible relationship and just like seeing that like change i'm like there is like there is change. And I realized too, when I first came out and I think at first I was so angry, like, why can't my family be as accepting as these people? You know, why mm -hmm. can't they be this? Why can't they be that? I'm like, cause they're not. And you know, I realized too, then I'm not the only one transitioning, you know, like when I realized yeah. that I'm like, dang, like my mom, you know, has like, you know, unfortunately, like, of course, like it doesn't matter. Like they have a thought of you, you change and that's just who you are. But like my mom had no, 
resources at the time. And I think that that really was what kind of damaged it, you know, but now that like things are being talked about more and more and, you know, I go, you know, the reason why I wanted to film is to bring that to the surface and hopefully a young kid can show their parent uh, my film and be like, hey, like, mm-hmm. this is what it means to be trans. And like, this is what, you know, or I mean, there's not just one way to be trans, but like, you know what I mean? Like, this is, you know, what, how I feel. And it's a better way to explain it versus showing them a film of trans people getting like murdered and raped. Mm-hmm. And you know what I'm saying? Like positive stories. And that's, that's what I really care about doing. So. Yeah. I watched this documentary disclosure on Netflix that I thought was like mm-hmm. pretty informative. And if you're looking yeah. for like a resource that is helpful, because I yes. don't think that it's trans people's responsibilities to educate everybody. Yes. But like they do the work in this uh, documentary and it is fully it's great, insane and incredible. Isn't it crazy how the media has shaped the way people think? And that's it. It's, you know, yeah, there's so many stories about trans people we didn't in like about. these <laughs> awful situations where it's like, what about the trans person who comes out and the parents are like, Great. We love it. We don't give a shit. And then they have, you know, some sort of trial or tribulation in any other aspect of their life life. that has nothing to do with what their gender identity is. Right. Right. It's like it's I mean, black being black is obviously different, but like it's like a lot of black people were depicted in films and television as like, you know, drug dealers, this, that and the other or like low income and poverty. And then the 80s boom of like upperly mobile middle class people like a different world I read. I don't know how true this is because I didn't do the actual research and I saw it and I said, I'll take I'll it. Take it's it. new this information. What, and I am educated but more on black it. Black people enrolled in college after a different world was on the air. Right. And it's like, yeah, television fucking influences people. Of course. You know? Oh my gosh. Yeah, of course. I mean, if the only experience someone has of a certain, you know, categorized group, it's like, that's their experience because that's all that they've encountered in their life because that's what they see. If you live in middle America and that's the only time Mm -hmm. on TV that you see either, um, you know, a person of color or you see, um, you know, a trans person like that is going to be now, Oh, so that's how they are. And it's like, Mm -hmm. no, like let's fucking change that shit. So yeah, it's so wild that people don't even understand that when they are putting shit on the air, it's kind of like, if you only watch Fox news, you're going to regurgitate everything you see on Fox news. Same thing with like CNN, because all of our news is fucking biased, which is (laughs) truly incredible. But yeah, it's just like, I don't understand why like things just haven't evolved and Mm -hmm. changed. Like I cannot like, I think the L word currently Mm. has some trans characters yes. played by trans yeah. people yeah my good friend is on there um brian um mm-hmm. he's he plays a character on there i have i still have yet to see the newer one um but uh the old one you know yeah that actually yeah, i yeah, believe yeah that was, was i think non-binary and then trans later on i don't remember the storyline that was the first time i actually um you know that one and of course the uh the boys don't cry was that was the summer i really realized like oh my god like is this who I am? Like it, like it was mm-hmm. such like a, it was such a moment where I was, I spent one summer just on the computer researching, can a boy or sorry, can a girl become a boy? Like, does mm-hmm. that happen? And then like all this shit, like, just like, holy shit. And that was like my realization. And it was just like, it, it, it was crazy though. And then of course you see then same thing. You see Max on that show going through, uh, you know, he's very angry and he's very mm-hmm. like aggressive. And I'm like, holy fuck, is that what, hormones do to me and I'm like no it just makes me fucking hairy everywhere <laughs> <laughs> what was your experience getting on hormones it's actually very interesting um I went to a Christian school 
my mm. graduating class was of 30 people. Uh, Holy super shit, small. Yeah. Everyone knew who small. everyone was. Yeah. Oh, that's um, truly wild. You know, I still had long hair at the time and I was, you know, I was in high school and um, you couldn't go to that school if you were gay. You would get kicked out. You would. What? So I had a relationship going on with one of my friends, you know, that I had told some friends about at the time. This is the first mm-hmm. girl I had ever been with. And I had told my friends about it and um, in detail because this was like my first like crush at the time. Mm-hmm. They told my one of my friends told the um, the school principal. So I get a call to come into the office and I'm like, okay. So I come in and they asked me if this was true. And I was like, absolutely not true. Um, just because I knew the repercussions of it, me and my friend <laughs> who I was hooking up with, uh, we're, you know, driving home, uh, to my house because we were best friends. And that was like, mm-hmm. we were having like a sleepover. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, my parents are in the backyard and call us both back there. They're like, so we got a call from the school today. Um, said that you two were having sexual relationships, and I was like so uncomfortable. I was like, like, and then I'm like looking and like, like, this. Let me let me just say, like, I was terrified of her. So I was like, no, yeah. not true, not true. She leaves. Um, tells me I have to go back to school and tell everyone it was all a lie. So I go back to my friends, tell everyone it was all fucking bullshit, and that it never happened. And at that point, like, I just kind of went with that for the that the re- remaining of my senior year. I just denied everything, and everyone thought I was like made up this whole elaborate crazy story and that really sucked because I was telling the truth and um at the time it broke up some friendships of mine because they literally thought I was like crazy just like uh, a liar yeah just a liar and and then when I graduated and I started you know eventually I, I messaged my really good um friend at the time that you know was like what the fuck and was like she was like no like I now that you tell me the story it totally all makes sense now like because you know and I was like yeah and then I had told my friend I was like you know I I it's weird though because I never like came out and I never came out as like a lesbian because like I never felt like a lesbian like I mm-hmm. I felt like the, like society put that like label to me because like I liked girls and I yes. you know like of course like so like yeah and I I was like okay I guess that's what I am so you know mm-hmm. I did that but then I whenever I was like out and about and I would I eventually cut my hair and I just felt like I looked like a little tiny boy. Like everyone thought at the time I looked like Justin Bieber. Like I had the long swoop haircut <laughs> and I like would wear the big glasses. Like I would just like, like play that up so hard. And I, but the thing is, is like, I liked that and I, it made me feel good. And I would go to restaurants and, you know, they thought they were misgendering me cause they were calling me he, but I was like, mm-hmm. but at the time, you know, I was like, I was like, no, like, I was like, uh, like it made me feel good. And I was like, why do I feel that so hard? And then I just would like, it would just be like little things. And then I was like, you know, I, and then I was like, that's when I then saw the show, um, the L word. And I saw, you know, boys don't cry. And I was like, I, this is, this is me. I started doing some research. So getting on hormones was, you know, interesting because, um, I was under my parents, uh, insurance at the time. And, uh, I had Kaiser and they actually cover, um, well, at least for my, I don't know how it is now. Um, Mm -hmm. so I can't speak on that at the time they covered my hormones. And, uh, so I went and I was 18, so I didn't need any permission, you know, but, um, I went in and I was, you know, I had a car at the time. So I was going to my appointments. I wasn't telling my parents. Um, and I knew that that was something I had to do. And I ended up telling my parents, um, that I was going to go on hormones and cause you know, I was under, I was at the time living with them and, um, they, what happened is they were like, absolutely not like not under our roof. Mm-hmm. That's not going to happen. And I kind of was like, well, you can't stop me. So, <laughs> uh, so I ended up, uh, 
going to the appointment anyways and um doing it and I had my my best friend was there um with me and I kind of knew that like, changes I wasn't just gonna like <laughs> go to the doctor come home and like mm-hmm. have like you know this like shredded but body is that the like, expectation is it like I'm gonna go one time and everything's right. gonna change I think like for me I was so excited for that and I was so like that's another thing too like what I'm like what woman wants a fucking full facial beard like I like <laughs> like that's those are things that made me think like okay I clearly am like I am a man I need like these things are like that I just would look in the mirror and not feel the way I felt like was right but it wasn't because I like like it, I wasn't in shape or I felt like you know all these like things that are so fucking stupid that like society puts into us of course but I was like it's more than that it's not just like it, it's like my like my body parts like my like mm-hmm. you know like those don't add up to me like I want to see this in the mirror not this like feminineness you know so and I I think the expectation for sure like for me I was like okay I'm gonna like sh- you take one shot of tea and then I'm gonna like be <laughs> a fucking like I'm gonna be the Hulk like you know mm-hmm. that's not and that's the thing too is I always you know when a lot of you know younger people be like so what should I like what are advice that you would give me I'm like honestly like just be you and like, don't it, when it comes to like actual physical changes, I think that's hard because that's an, that's the outer thing. That's a, that's the thing that people judge you first off of. Right. Yeah. And of course, like you as yourself, you want to feel good, but like, it's just like, I just tell people like, don't expect things, just let them happen. And that way when they do happen, like it's all the more like, like greater, I guess. Like, you know, it's so mm-hmm. like, I'd be like, oh, sh-. like I'd be walking in the mirror, like, oh shit, like I actually have like my beard, full- <laughs> like it's coming in, you know? And then like things like, like little things would happen and like your voice would start to drop and things like mm-hmm. that. And like, everyone's different. Like not everyone has the same changes and that's okay. It doesn't make you any less of a man, any less, or, you know, of a woman or whatever it is that you identify as. Like, it's just you. And I think that that's something that like, if we take gender out of it, like I, I just am a person with a beard and, you know, cool like you know like that's just me and and sometimes I don't like sometimes I have to shave it and that's okay Mm -hmm. too you know what I mean but I think that the expectations with hormones um it can get it can get hard uh, you know when you're starting your transition because you want to see results right away and you've been waiting so long to get to that point and you finally do and but now it's going to keep being a process and then I I had a top surgery very shortly after Mm -hmm. very shortly after I started hormones so that really helped me that was something that I felt like I really needed for myself and that helped me tremendously yeah I think it's good to think of hormones as like it's like literal puberty because I mean I truly went to school once and I was like whoa Whoa. everybody got titties what What about me what's that gonna happen (laughs) when am I gonna get my titties and I'm still waiting my favorite's like when my my brothers are like what the hell, dude? Like, you have a better beard than I do. And I'm like, well, listen, bro. I'm like, I had to go through two puberties to get this beard, so mine better be better. <laughs> uh, oh, I didn't know you had two brothers. Yeah. How did your brothers react to your... I have, I have two brothers and I have a little sister. So I think something that was really hard for my whole family and what really kind of like... It was like... It, I think it needed to happen, but... So I, like I said, I took the hormones and I was just like, I'm taking hormones. There's nothing you can do. But I knew I really wanted top surgery. And um, I also knew that my insurance was going to cover it, that I was under with my dad. So I scheduled that appointment without him even knowing. And they literally told me that my, my dad was like, if you have any surgery like under a roof, like like that's the last straw, like da 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 at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, like I said, my family now is like, literally has done a complete 180 and mm-hmm. I, they are 
insanely like I'm so lucky to have them. Um, I just love that you had the forefront to just be like, I'm just going to do this stuff on the insurance. Yeah, Cause it's not literally. like the insurance is like going to call you to be like, Hey, did you schedule this surgery? Um, uh, <laughs> no. Hey, just checking in. Is this you? There's just like, Oh no, obviously you know what you want to do. So go ahead and fucking do it. And I knew, okay, like surgery, like what are they going to, what, what's my dad going to make me do? Go return my titties. Like <laughs> imagine you like, had to walk back to the fucking surgeon and be like, excuse uh, me, I need on, them please? titties back. Like I'm sure they're in a jar back there somewhere, but I need them back on. <laughs> so I literally was like, I, so I scheduled my appointment and then like, I literally told my parents I was going on vacation with my friend. And so like, you know, we're like in college and I'm like, I write them a letter. I put it under my mattress and I literally like go, I'm on the hospital bed. And my, my, my best friend Kinsey was like, um, should I text your mom now like do you want me to and i'm like no wait till i'm literally waking up like i don't want any chances of them wow. just like making a phone call to the insurance or whatever like no so she's like okay so i wake up and then i ended up texting my my family that there's a letter for them under the bed and the letter literally was like by the time you read this like i've already made my decision like i've had surgery like explaining to them i'm not on vacation but mm -hmm. i felt like this was my only option to be able to do this because like without insurance it's like so it's expensive to have so i'm like there's I have, I had to do at the time what I felt like I had to do. And I know most people would think that that was like wrong or whatever, but I, like for me, and I think that that's what really hurt my parents was like, they th felt lied to. And like, I do understand that. Like, cause I, I fucking lied to them. Um, but yeah, you absolutely lied. You said I'm going on vacation and you were not on no I'm vacation. I'm going on vacation, bitches. And I'm going to come back with no titties. <laughs> <laughs> Your titties went on vacation. Hot girl summer. Just kidding. Hot boy summer. I don't know. <laughs> um, so I ended up like that really like drove, like was really hard. Um, I came home <laughs> Like literally wrapped up, like literally mm -hmm. like, waddling inside my you know, home. And my mom, my mom had just gotten back from a mission trip in Africa. Um, and so I walked in and I, I, I'm like, I just told my mom, like I looked at her and she looked at me and she was just like, she like didn't say anything. So I went inside and I showered and I came out. And I like looked at my mom and I'm going to cry because it's like, sorry, we're getting like, this is like supposed to be funny. And I'm like, just like crying. <laughs> no, she's just like, she was like, for the first time, like I told her, I said the first time in my life, I looked in the mirror and I saw someone who I loved. I saw someone who I was proud of and I saw somebody that I valued and my own mother is telling me that she's disappointed in me. And I was just like. I'm disappointed in you, you know? And and that mm -hmm. was a moment for Wait, her. Wait, you said that out loud to her? Yeah, yeah, I said it to her. I gotta say, that is an incredible way to articulate your feelings mm -hmm. because it was, like, succinct and it, like... Yeah. I don't know, that's it. it was. That's, like, everything you needed to say. It was, and I think for my mom, you know, like, I... She looked at me and she was, like, kind of, like... I think it was a moment for her, like, oh, my God, like, my kid just had surgery, like on their own didn't tell anyone like this is not like going away like this is not like a mm -hmm. phase and I think you know there was still you know it still took my siblings after that because they felt the same way that my parents did you know like mm -hmm. I was like the outlaw of all of us you know and so like it was just like and then I think now it's just crazy to see the change because I think now they, they've now that they have allowed themselves to have that open mind and like be like 
no, that's, that's just Carter. Like, like that's our brother. Like, you know, and it's never now, like, I mean, after that, like transitional period, um, now I think they've seen how happy I am and how different I am and how, like, I used to be, I used to always be kind of like wild and crazy, but it was in a way where I was like using it to like cover up like my, Mm -hmm. myself and my shit, you know? And like, I think that now they're like, nah, like Carter's just himself. Like he's just crazy now. And like, it makes sense. And they see like, how happy I am in my everyday life. And they see me do, you know, making films and acting and music. And I think that was, that says it all that like, you know, it's just like you, this is you. And mm-hmm. I have to really give that to them. Um, you know, people, a lot of people are like, no, like they should have been from right away. And I'm like, you know what? It's, a, it's, it's, a, it's, it's okay. And I think in, in a sense, we got to this point, I think in where people just like, people can't accept like someone just, someone actually growing and changing versus like, you know, like they should have been that from the jump. It's like, well, not everyone's experiences are the same. And so you don't know like the things that they've been exposed to and haven't like, if they're willing to learn and like, that's dope. Like, why don't we just be, you know, to that? It is. I mean, I personally think it's okay to have one opinion and then change your fucking opinion when you get a little education or grow or become an adult. Like, should I said 10 years ago, doesn't hold up now? Should I said last week is changed today? Right. Real quick, we got to take a break. Yes. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, there's always something that I really need to talk about. And thank God I have a podcast. But then there's stuff that I don't want to reveal publicly. So I talk to a therapist. And listen, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get stuff off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional cost. And I got to say, that's very important because the first person you meet might not be good for you. So even though it's work, you got to work to find someone who like is helpful and is good for you. So don't stick with someone just because you feel like you have to. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash date me today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash date me. Okay. Hey, did you know one in five Americans have learn a new language on their bucket list? If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste time on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned out in the real world world. Babbel made it super easy for me to brush up on my Spanish before my vacation to uh, Mexico. See how I said that? It's, it's better and it sounds like I speak Spanish. It just makes traveling better so you can like order food, ask for directions and flirt with the locals. Me encanta muchacho! <laughs> Without having to consult 
consult language apps while on vacation. Here's a special limited time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash date me. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash date me. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash date me. Rules and restrictions may apply. And we're back. Um, so I do, you did touch a little bit on dating. Um, yeah. yeah. Shorts about dating. So dating, like, let's talk about it. Let's get juicy. Is, was date, is date, was, well, you're uh, unfianced. You're engaged right, right, right now. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, but in the single days, was yes. it hard to date? Because I talked to Patty Harrison about it. And yeah. She was saying, like, on apps, it's a little hard to navigate, like, right. who's in it because they're interested or fetishizing or, like, right. whatever. It's very interesting. So, I also, I am a very open book, so we, we'll just go with that. So, you can ask me anything. Okay. So, I love the juicy stories. So, um, <laughs> no, I um, dating is so interesting, I think, because um, for me, you know, when I first started, you know, before my transition, uh, dating... Uh, you know, women as a lesbian. And I felt like I'm I'm not, I'm not trying to be like, Oh, like I'm this and that, but like, I felt like so many girls like flocked to me then. Um, mm-hmm. Like even, even honestly, even uh, a bunch of straight girls, but, and I was like, Oh, like, I'm like, okay, cool. This is easy. This is dope. Like, you know, whatever. As my transition went, you know, progressed, I um, noticed I didn't I mean, like, I felt like women still, like, would flirt with me, but I feel, mm-hmm. felt like, but then it was more so as my transition, like, when I was further in my transition, I was like, did I get ugly? Because I feel like, what the <laughs> fuck? Like, this was supposed to make me feel better. <laughs> and it's uh-huh. not, no. But um, I kind of, my friend actually pointed out something very interesting to me. It was like, you know what it probably was? It was like, you know why the straight girls, like, would always flirt with you when you were a lesbian? I'm like, yeah. They're like, well... That's because you were a girl, so they felt comfortable enough to like approach oh, you. They felt safe. Yeah, like yeah. almost like it. It wasn't like a you know like well, it's, it's a girl. Like like you're a girl, so I can like I could like um, hit on you first. You know, they can make the first mm-hmm. move because it was like fine. You know, but when you're a dude, like you know, the, in society, like the you know the guy normally you know makes the first <laughs> move, so they're not gonna tell you those things. Which is, I'm like whatever. But then I was like, oh, that's really interesting. I never thought about that, but. I think on the apps, like for me, when I first started dating as a trans guy, I always wondered, do I put it on my profile or do I not? Because mm-hmm. then it was like, okay, I can either put it on my profile. And if you choose to talk to me, then dope, you already are cool because like you don't give a fuck about that and I don't have to explain it to you. Mm-hmm. Or is it like, no, do I just let them get to know me first and then tell them, but then there's this other whole thing. And I'm like, so I would always put it first because like, I don't Mm want to waste my fucking time. I don't got time to like talk to like anyone who's not like cool with me being trans, you know, like that just seems like pointless. But I also get people why they wouldn't want to put it on their profile because they either have, you know, it's either out of safety or. Yeah. It is kind of like scary to think about because it's like you don't know somebody's ulterior motives if no. they take you out, yeah. if they do have like, you know, nefarious fucking thoughts or whatever. Right. And there's always there, there's a bunch of chasers out there, too. So, like, yeah. I um, I, it, it was it's just crazy. And I think um, 
I mean, I, I'm, I know all trans people have it in that way, but like trans women really get it. Um, mm -hmm. you know, I went out the other night, uh, it was an all uh, trans woman night at, a one of, at, um, at a club in North Hollywood. And it was really fucking cool. I had so much fun. I met some amazing people, but like on the back patio, like literally I'm sitting there talking to my friend who is a trans woman and we're just having a conversation. But of course it was funny. Cause when I first got to the, when I first got to the club, uh, my, my good friend, Taryn Balenciaga, I don't know if you know who she is. She's amazing. She's in my music video. She, um, was wanted me, wanted to introduce me to all her friends. Mm -hmm. So I met all her friends and I was like, I'm going to buy everyone drinks. So like I bring all the girls to the bar and they were kind of being weird with me. And I kind of was like, <laughs> I was kind of was like, okay, like, it's fine. Like, they don't know me. You know, I'm just uh -huh. meeting them. Like, whatever. And we're starting, and then we take them on the back, you know, we go out the back patio and we're all talking. And then in conversation, like, whatever we were talking about, me me being trans came up. <laughs> and they all were like, oh my God, we thought you were a chaser. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, shut up. And then it was just became this thing of like, you know, but it was funny. So, um, but yeah, they, like, I think it's, that was also too for me, like, who do I date? Like, do I date? Mm -hmm. you know, da, da, da. But I'm like, no, you know, I date women who like men because that's mm -hmm. what I am. After my divorce, I really took time to get to know myself. I really mm -hmm. took time to How learn. How long did that take? Listen, it's still going. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still learning myself every day. No, but I I think the healing part, um, it it surprisingly, like, it took a while, but it also went by fast, if that makes sense, because I was really like focused truly on me i wasn't dating around mm -hmm. i wasn't like it was really and it was honestly really needed it was just like self-love was so important to me and i think when you have self-love when it comes to dating like that stuff kind of goes away like i i and then i started to date again you know i started you know i met my fiance and i that stuff really went away for me because it was like I don't, it doesn't matter. Labels get like th those things like kind of disappear. Cause you're like, this mm -hmm. is just me. And if you vibe with me and I vibe with you and you know this about me and I know this about you and we're good, like that kind of all just like went away from me. And, um, also to my, uh, fiance is an incredible photographer in West Hollywood. And she, um, she actually a funny story about you. Um, <laughs> she, she and I met on, uh, she found me on TikTok and asked to shoot me. Um, and uh, so we met on set um, and um, it was kind of weird because we met in like a professional setting. So I didn't know if Wait, I could real like. real quick. So you were taking a break from dating, finding your, or like, you know, yeah, discovering things yeah. about yourself. And then the first person you meet is your fiance? Yeah. So. Wow. I, I wow. Mean, Some people are lucky. lucky. <laughs> I know. I mean, there was, um, uh, there, there was a few people that I would like talk to like via like text but it wasn't i we never like went on dates or like anything like that mm -hmm. you know it was just like kind of something to like pass time by um but it wasn't anything serious and i think that's because i kind of was like no i'm like i truly am like doing good on my own it wasn't anything like mm -hmm. was consistent so she had found me on tiktok set up a shoot with me um we were shooting on set realized that we had actually met two two and a half years prior um on she shot me on a red carpet event um mm -hmm. but like you meet so many people on you know step and repeats on on the red carpet and stuff so like i didn't like at first like when i heard when i knew who she was when we did the shoot it didn't come to my head until we put the pieces together for the organization she worked with and then she went back and found the photo she took of me and it was like kind of really cool and it was just like we met in a professional setting. So I was like, do I flirt with you or do I not? Is that weird or can I do this or whatever? So mm -hmm. I, I, we ended up like subtly sending like little 
she would send me like a fire emoji to a photo that she took of me though. So it was confusing as fuck. Cause I was like, okay, like, are you saying that? Cause you like your art? Yeah. What the hell? Like, so it was just like really like sublisinal. Like I just was like trying to, like, I did not, it was very confusing for a while. And then finally I was like, and then also too, I was scared, you know, it was like, I, I lost so much of who I was in my past relationship. Like, do I let in and then and then it was honestly this weird thing. I think because I had that period of like growing, I was like, I am not gonna allow the mistake of somebody like keep me from being with this person and like hold that against this person. Mm-hmm. It was actually hilarious. So during quarantine, she would listen to this podcast <laughs> all the time. And it may or may not have been this podcast, <laughs> but let's just say that I knew your voice very well. <laughs> And um, she would always talk about you. And at the time, I was, like, so out of, like, all of media. Because I was just, like I said, I took so much time to myself. And I, like, was Mm -hmm. unfamiliar. I just knew your fucking voice. And (laughs) literally, like, we're at at Gigi's party. And you and I are are, are chatting. She, like, comes over. And then, you know, you had mentioned me being on your podcast just from our our conversation. And you had told me your name was Nicole. But, like, I didn't, like, put two and two and (laughs) shit together. together, And I'm like, what the fuck? And so she comes over and then she's like talking and she's like, I'm sorry. Like, I just got to say, like, I just love your podcast. And I'm just like, oh, she just asked me to like to be on Like, she wants me to be on it. And then she like literally pulls me aside. She goes, babe, that's Nicole Byer. Like, like Nicole Byer that I listen to every fucking day. (laughs) I'm like, oh my God. So I was like, it was just like so funny. And I was like, that's so cool. And then like, it was funny. I was like, well, now I know what your face looks like. Yes. And my drunk And now face. I can't get rid of you. Yeah. My God. I love that. was so hungover the next day. Oh let my, me well, fucking let me, tell you. I, I mean, I, I'm not not believing you. I, I believe you. I <laughs> <laughs> love that. Um, oh my God. So when you were on apps, did yeah. you, I can't remember if you said that you put that you're trans or not. I would. I would. And uh-huh. um, honestly, like it just helped me like wave out the sh- like the shit people like i would mm-hmm. get so many ignorant like messages on there like so what do you got you got a dick or do you got it i'm like you'll never know because you're an <laughs> asshole <laughs> yeah that's rude right i went out with a trans woman once and mm-hmm. she was lovely uh i didn't realize she was trans <laughs> and she at one point was like uh She's what did she say? She was like, I got misgendered at the gym today, so today was pretty hard. And oh. I responded with, Wow, that never happens to me. I just Stop. didn't put two and two, two together. And then um she had, you know, larger feet. And yeah. I was like, You got big old dogs. And then she was like, oh Yes. My. And I was like, I have big feet too. Here's like a good um uh company if you ever want to like, you know, buy heels or whatever. No. And then I was like, it like went well. It was it like went pretty well, yeah. but like also it was like a wonky date. And then I was telling my therapist about it, and I was like, "Isn't that weird that she like got misgendered?" But like that happens to me on planes when I'm wearing like a hat. hat. And my yeah. therapist was like, "Nicole, uh, do you think maybe she was trans?" And I was like, "Oh, oh shit! <laughs> oh no!" I was like, "Am I dumb?" And I think we went out two two more times, maybe. Oh my god! I don't know. This was years ago. Uh, but I, yeah, I mean, it didn't bother me. It doesn't bother me. I, I think about it in a way where it's like, okay, if I go out with like a person, say a dude, a dude assigned male at birth and then, you know, see the genitalia and it doesn't match what was in my head. It's the same thing. Yeah. If it's not, uh, I'm not it articulating this yeah, well. Exactly, it doesn't really matter, right. especially if you like vibe with the person, right? You know, no, exactly, exactly. And that's the thing too. Like, I think for me, like it. I think 
it used to be really hard for me to actually hang out with cisgender men <laughs> because mm-hmm. um, it was just like they're fucking assholes and like <laughs> they're just like or they're they're just like don't say things that make any fucking sense. So I'm like, I can't vibe. So I would hang out a lot of times with, you know, um, women. And that's the other thing that was hard for me too with dating. Mm -hmm. I listen here. I was a fucking girl scout bitch. Okay. I was, (laughs) I was in those fucking campers. I was in, I was a trooper for sure. So a lot of my friends, my close friends from childhood are women. And Mm -hmm. when it came to dating, my partners would be like, um, like you're going to go hang out with Brittany one-on-one, like, mm-hmm. you know, um, and I'm like, yeah, that's my homegirl. Like we've been literally best friends. Like we've, we've had like slumber parties since we were kids. And they're like, exactly. I'm like, <laughs> listen, like those are my, like, I am allowed to have re- like relationships, friendships with women as a man. Be- like, like it, I don't think that really connected, like. For instance, it would be like if I was dating somebody and I'm like, okay, I'm going to go hang out, you know, with Brittany. I miss her. I haven't seen her in a while. Um, just you two? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what we always do. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, and it's like it would just make them uncomfortable. And then I'm like, well, then that just comes down then to trust. And then it, it like, but I don't think. And then it'd be like, well, my boyfriend shouldn't be hanging out one on one with another girl. Do you know how done mm-hmm. that makes me look? And I'm like. I think like that's hard too when it comes to dating um, for some people because that is such a, you know, I'm not going to just change who I hang out with and all the friends I've known for my whole entire life, you know, because I'm now a man and I can't Mm -hmm. have friendships with women. Like that's stupid, you know, but that's why like trust is so important when it comes to any relationship but um also you preventing your boyfriend from not having female friends is not going to prevent him from, from cheating, cheating on, on you. you just so you know it might not be his friend either no it might just be some random bitch yep. you never know yep, exactly that's the thing is like so dumb i'm like okay so it, it just like and i think like me like my my fiance like she like I know I can do whatever the fuck I want. Like I, I don't, mm-hmm. it's crazy. Like when we first started dating, I'd be like, Hey, like, is it cool if I go do da da da? And she's like, literally like looking at me, like, why <laughs> are you asking me? Go like, live I'm your like, life. because like, I just want to make sure that's cool. She's like, why are you asking me? Like, you do not have to ask permission to do things. You go do whatever you want to do. I'm here and I'll tell you what I'm up to, but mm-hmm. you just, you just tell me what you're doing. Like, just like, like, let me know, like, you know, like whatever you want to do, you go and do it. You know, like you don't got to sit, but I was so used to that type of behavior. Mm-hmm. So I became like almost accustomed to like doing, like having to like be super apologetic for things that I mm-hmm. didn't have to be sorry for, you know, being, being controlled. Like, you know, so it's like, those are things too. And that's why it's so important to be with someone that trusts you. <laughs> I understand. Yeah. Okay, real quick, we got to take a break. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service that's all about helping you have fun and get creative with your style. Shift gears in your wardrobe without a complete and expensive overhaul. Dressy stuff, trendy going out clothes, casual tops and premium jeans, sweaters, outerwear, vacation fits, you name it. For just 
$98 a month, you get a choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing. Fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. Plus the option to buy what you love. I like Newly a lot because sometimes I don't want to like own a sparkly thing because I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to wear it more than once. Also, I have a ton of sparkly things. And Newly is very good at like having a sparkly thing that I'll wear once and then I can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DATEME20. Just go to newly.com, N U U L Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code DATEME20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code DATEME20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Spring is the best time to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up. And Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, tap into your power, and build towards whatever you're looking for. Okay, Peloton can accommodate your schedule with a variety of class lengths to choose from. Even if you only have five minutes, there's a class to get your body moving. And I have to stress how important that is. Five minutes is better than no minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and mood. Move at your own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take the guesswork out of working out. So you can just jump right in, keeping your fitness journey fresh every day because that's what it is, a journey. And listen, Peloton has everything you need to get to where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, uh, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton is something for you. Ooh, the Peloton classes I like to do are strength training. I also like the yoga because um, I'm always trying to get more flexible um, because I love doing splits because I'm slutty. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at (laughs) OnePeloton.com. So this isn't quite about dating, but I'm very curious to... To know, so you lived as a woman yeah. until you were 18. Yeah. Transitioned to a man. So you lived a good chunk as a woman. So like, yeah. what are, do, people obviously treat you different, but like, yeah. what are the biggest differences you saw? Oh my God. Um, male privilege is a fucking thing. Anyone who doesn't. And is like, it fun? Do you oh, love it? I love it. That's the only reason why I did this. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, to get that so sweet male yeah, privilege, baby. That's all I wanted, baby. Let's go. <laughs> um, no, I, it's crazy. I, I think even just in, in the workspace, even like, you know, um, as you know, I used to be a trainer. Um, I used to e- even work at a restaurant and, um, mm-hmm. just like the little things, like I could be, it's just the way that people listen to you. It's crazy. Like I just get, I'm taken more seriously and that, mm-hmm. that's, it's so crazy that it's so real and it's so like, also, too, just like the way that I'm talked to by other people, um, uh, the way I like, I mean, getting catcalled as a woman, like, was mm-hmm. like the most like weirdest thing for me. Like, and listen, like, I, I mean, it's on my Instagram. You can go see. Like, I was a sexy woman. Like, I was, I was a good looking woman. Okay, <laughs> like, I'm not saying I wasn't, but it doesn't mean that I was like. But I, it's because I was really trying hard to like fit that. I was really trying hard to like make 
like make my gender work because I didn't want mm-hmm. to transition. You know, I like tried to like do the things I was supposed to do and whatever. It's just very, it's just like the way people listen to you. I think is like the main thing for me. Um, oh, and the privilege of like not having a long line at the bathroom. That's always great. Um, My God, it's truly a dream that men's rooms <sighs> oh, yeah. never, never have a line. No, never. And I'll go in, like whenever I'm in Vegas, I'll fucking just go no, in. Yeah, what, what are they going to tell you? They love to yell at me. <laughs> yeah. And then... You, I'm like, who fucking cares? Here. I've seen a, I've seen, I've seen what you're working with before. I've seen dicks it's before. <laughs> nothing special. I'm, I'm not coming for it. I just want to pee. I just need to piss. <laughs> but like, I will say, like, yes, the lines are shorter, but the bathrooms are way grosser. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I've been in a couple ladies' rooms where I'm like, bitches, you can't be bleeding everywhere. What's wrong with you? I've been in a few ladies' bathrooms before myself, so I get that. <laughs> I know both sides now. But uh, that's that's yeah probably the best. I mean that the the lines is the best. <laughs> yeah, um, had your fiance? She hadn't dated uh, a trans man before you. No, she had never dated a trans man. She never dated women before me. Mm-hmm. She is very involved in the LGBT community as um a really big ally. She loves to shoot drag queens. She moved here mm-hmm. from um. She moved here from Florida to pursue um, her photography and her main passion was drag queens. And um, since being out here, she's shot some of you know, the biggest drag queens you can name. Um, and I'm super proud of her. She, When we met, though, she knew I was trans um, because of uh, my TikTok. And um, mm-hmm. that's kind of – she reached out to me because she wanted to ex- like enhance her um, – portfolio with other lgbt members besides drag queens so and that's kind of how we we met but yeah she had never dated um trans guys before and Mm -hmm. uh she never had to like change her label when we started dating Mm -hmm. either it was just like you know people that she was close to and felt you know she would she would you know share obviously because i'm very open about it so i kind of let that to her i was like hey like Mm -hmm. because i think that's another thing too when you date as a trans person is like your partner outing you and your partner telling people your shit like that's really a discussion that people need to have together because you know if their partner the trans you know whoever's trans is not comfortable being out that's their Mm -hmm. choice and you know if your partner doesn't respect that. That's hard. And then the, but then sometimes, you know, the partner gets upset. Like, well, I want to be able to share our relationship and our, the things we go through with my friends and family. I'm like it's, it's, it's a, you know, it, it's a tough, it has to be a conversation. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But because I'm open and I will always be open um, just because I feel like it's my position to, in a sense, and it's not every trans person's position to be open. That's not what I'm saying, but I feel like in a way, of the things that I want to accomplish, the things I want to bring awareness to, like that's what I choose to do. And I've told her kind of just like from the jump, like whoever you want to tell, like that's up to you. And I'll leave that kind of to your choice because it's Mm -hmm. your family and your friends, whatever. But like, it's kind of, it's kind of cool because at the same time, she kind of made it not really a thing, if that makes sense. It was like, well, like they'll just know, but like, I don't need to like tell. Like, it's like, yeah, like he's open about it. Like it's, but it was never like, I need to tell you something like my, you know, at the time my boyfriend's trans, like it wasn't, Mm -hmm. it's not that it's just like, you know what I mean? And that's, I think how I obviously would prefer it just because it's like, it's not all that I am. And like, it's part Mm -hmm. of me. Sure. Like it's like one of those like fun, it's a fun fact. (laughs) 
It's just a little fun, it's a little little fun fact about me. I'm a little trans boy. Uh, no. Did yeah. you ever feel like you had to like educate her on stuff, or is she the type of person? I don't want you like yeah. fully speak to no. her experience. Oh, we can. But... No, 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 we can because I already got the permission from her. <laughs> okay. Um, you know what's interesting is I really didn't feel like I had to. I mean, I think there were some things that I had. You know, we talked about because when it came down to like you know when it came down to sex, like that was all was I think you know, in her, in her headspace before the first time we had hooked up, it was more so like, like, I want to make sure I don't trigger anything for you. And I want to mm -hmm. make sure that, you know, what I'm doing isn't going to put you in a headspace, you know? And, and I kind of just told her, I'm like, honestly, like at that point when I met her in my life, I was like, I'm extremely confident in my body. And I, I, don't feel like there would really is anything that you could make me feel that way. So that I think that put mm -hmm. her at ease. It's like, okay, like I'm not going to trigger anything for him. And if I do, he'll tell me and um, we can talk it through. That was kind of like our mm -hmm. thing. It's like, if you do, you know, but you know, and I think that there's like, you know, um, oh my God, funny story. It's a very sexual story, but it's really funny. Um, Go for it. I, I love, love that. that. All right, cool. So like juicy juice. our uh, really good neighbor one day we were all like hanging out in our house. Like we were like, you know, having a good time. We're just chilling. And our neighbor's like, I have a question. And like, like, not gonna lie. Like she's the sweetest person ever. Like mm -hmm. she means well. So like, I knew it was like, <laughs> all right, like I'm not offended. When you say she's she like, means well, I feel like I know where this is yeah, going. Yeah. You love those stories. Those are the best ones. So she goes, like, how do you guys like have sex? And I'm like, well, let me just show you. And I like was trying to explain it. And then I was like, mm -hmm. and I was like, it'd be so much easier if I could just show you my dick. And then like, and then my, my fiance is like, well, go show her your dick. She's like, this is an educational, <laughs> this is an educational moment, Carter. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, all right, babe, go into my room. I like bring out, you know, my dick. And then she literally was like dumbfounded. Like literally, like she was like, oh my God. She was like, that is a nice dick. And she was like, <laughs> I'm going to tell my kids about this one day. Like, doesn't even have kids yet. Like, this, she was like, this is a game changer. And then she's like, I think I might need to go get me a trans man. And I'm like, I mean, oh, yeah. I'd explain to her, I'm like, listen, like, I always tell people, because, like, you know, it's like, listen, I, you don't have a problem getting hard. No. <laughs> and I'll stay as hard as long as you need me to. And you get to pick whatever size you want. So, what mm -hmm. is better than that? Like, I just like, you know, it's just like, sometimes you just got to make the, like, that's how I've been able to really get over my gender dysphoria when it comes to things like that. Just on mm -hmm. my end, it's just like, I just look at things in like a positive way. I'm like, no, this is a positive thing. Like I, yeah. like these are the, these are the like pros, like any woman would want these things, you know, like, and I yeah. just kind of have to see it in that way. And like, it might sound cocky or <laughs> cocky. Um, but, I love uh, the pun intended. <laughs> and uh, exactly. I was like, it, um, it might be, but, but it, that's, if that's what it takes for me to get, myself into a good headspace so be it and let people think whatever they want to think you know what i mean no i love it pick whatever you want never need viagra never. well carter <laughs> we have come to the yes. end do you have anything that you want to promote yeah um i would love if you guys um if anyone wants to um go check out my short film the change up it is on youtube if you look up carter ray um, it'll be on my page or you can go to my Instagram Carter underscore Ray with two Y's R A Y Y. 
and um, the link will be in my bio there as well to my music video um, for my new single that just came out this month. So, yes. I love that. Carter, thank yes. you so much for oh doing gosh. this. Thank you for having me. Honestly, like, I just think you are so incredible. And Thank um, you. My fiance wants to do a rollerblading, uh, roller skating date with you because you were the reason she started roller, roller skating. <laughs> So. <laughs> well, and after I wrap everything in November, I'll, I'm going to get back into roller skating. I but I was that. like, I can't break my ankle or dislocate it again while I'm working. I mean, you can, but it has to be on set and they have to get it on tape. Like, that <laughs> would be worth it. <laughs> well, if you like this episode of Oh, Why Won't You Date Me? You can like it, you can rate it, you can subscribe. Uh, fucking give me five stars on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> if you write me something nasty, I will read it. This lovely person said, Nicole, I want to treat your pussy like improv. Ooh. I want to spend way too much money. Wait, did I read this? Yeah, that one's been read already. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, remove. Okay, what about... Okay, Mars, listen to this one. Hi, Nicole, I want to shrink myself so I can climb your juicy booty like it's Mount Everest. <laughs> oh, yeah, that sounds new. Let's read that. I like that When one. I get to the summit of your cheek, I'm going to build a bridge out of Legos and cross to your other cheek, being very careful not to fall in the very dark depths of the crack. <laughs> but just in case, I'm going to use a candy wrapper as a parachute <laughs> as to not fall too quickly in the depths of the booty hole. If I do fall in, then I'll yell really loud so you can hear my shrunken voice for you to fart out. <laughs> Once or uh, if I get out, I'll, if I make it to the other cheek, then I'll use lube as a slip and slide down your wow. cheek. Then then speed will make it. So I go straight around to your wet vagina with miniature scuba gear <laughs> what the heck? On, wow. and be able to explore the depths like a National Geographic Explorer. Once I'm done exploring, I'll use an earpiece since you won't be able to hear me from underwater and ask you to sneeze real hard that you <laughs> that you eject me. <laughs> that would be better than Splash Mountain. That's very funny. Wow. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for Why Won't You Date Me with me, Nicole Byer. Why Won't You Date Me is produced and engineered by, oh, the sweetest woman I know, Marissa Melnick. It is executive produced by other wonderful people, Adam Sachs, Joanna Solo-Taroff, and Jeff Ross. Thanks for listening. I love you. Thank you so much. We'll be seeing you next Friday with a brand new episode. What a treat. What a dream. <laughs> This has been a Team Coco production. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. On this episode of Plant Killers, we'll explore one nation's most notorious fruit and vegetable killer, bad dirt. What makes bad dirt so bad? The answer, the ingredients. But fear not, true crime enthusiasts. This story has a happy ending. New miracle Grow organic raised bed in garden soil. It's made with quality organic ingredients from upcycled green waste like compost and aged bark. Unlike the other guys who can't say the same. Looks like bad dirt's murdering days are over. Thanks to miracle Grow. Join us next time on Plant Killers.